What would life look like if our good intentions were inspired enough, empowered enough, and challenged enough so that all those dreams became real, tangible good in the world? On Practice Good Podcast, you will find authentic stories, challenging conversations, and real responses that will inspire, empower, and challenge your social impact journey. But this isn't all. Good business and good programs and good social enterprise are only as good as the health of their leader. And on this podcast, we will pay special attention, not only to the good that we give to the world, but to the good that we live within ourselves, our soul care. Welcome to Practice Good, a podcast for change makers. I'm your host, Shiloh Kashima, practitioner of good, pastor, and mom of two spicy Nigerian littles. Get ready as we turn your good intentions into positive change. Welcome back to the Practice Good Podcast. This is Shiloh here, and I am so excited to have someone very special with us today. This is Brittany Starks. She is, well, do you call yourself the founder, executive director, or president of your nonprofit? I am the founder. That is awesome. The founder of Twisted for Greatness. Did I say that right? A twist of greatness. A twist of greatness. Ooh, I like that even better. I like that even better. (laughs) So tell everybody a little bit about what you do and kind of what led you to start this. Um, So I have a nonprofit uh, foundation. It's called A Twist of Greatness. At A Twist of Greatness, uh, we braid hair for children. Um, At first, it was just um, children in need. Um, But now, since the pandemic, you know, everyone needs the service. So we're just doing anyone who wants to get their hair braided. It's a, um, we have an event once a month. We also, um, partner with some schools. We go to the schools and braid. Um, we also started, um, doing a mentor program to where we were also, we're also going to be taking kids on college tours and just, you know, setting, help them setting goals to just give them someone to talk to. Um, we're sponsoring tutoring services. We are doing clothes drive, toy drive. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much everything. Um, so cool. How did it get started? How did you, uh, yeah. Where did this all come from? It came from, so at this, at the time I was in, um, in between homes. So a friend of the family, I didn't, everything was in storage for my kids. So I didn't have any like school clothes or backpacks or anything like that. So a friend of the family, his name is KJ. He ended up giving me a back, well, giving my kids a backpack full of clothes, um, school supplies and shoes. And I'm like, you know, you, you, you don't realize how much that means. That's right. something big. So I decided, you know, how can I get back? Um, I was working three jobs at the time and oh braiding hair was one of the jobs. So like you can braid, braid these kids hair for free. So I posted wow. it on Facebook. Wow. And how many, did you have people respond? Yes. <laughs> So that post went viral and that's what started all this. Um, a, twi- a twist of greatness wasn't even the goal at that time. The goal was just, you know, um, I, w- I thought it was going to do five to seven kids hair for free. It turned out to be 35. I posted oh. if there's any, you know, single parents that need their child's hair done for school, they can't afford it. I'll do it for free. Wow. 
thought I was going to five to seven. I literally got 35 kids. Wow. That is incredible. And I'm guessing you didn't do that all in one afternoon. (laughs) No. (laughs) Braiding hair, the styles that they wanted takes four to six hours. Yeah. So, um, it was, I did it all within two weeks. I had, um, two braiders. One, she wants to be anonymous. The other one is Donna. Um, she goes by Donna, um, Braised by Bella. Oh, nice. So she ended up helping. Um, she did two little girls here. And um, so altogether, I did 32. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I have a, well, my daughter just turned seven a couple of days ago and oh. she is Nigerian. And so her hair to braid her hair is, yeah. it takes hours. I totally, yeah. I totally know. And, and it's not a cheap activity it costs money so I can't imagine I mean like for a single parent or if you're struggling or even like you said between homes like what a blessing that would be for someone like especially if you're unexpecting it like yeah what why would somebody do this and you yourself were single mom working three Mm -hmm. jobs I'm just like blown away because I work in nonprofit. And so often it's like, people are like, wow, it's so cool what you do. And that's so, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, no way, but you can, like, we all have a gift. We all have something. Mm -hmm. Where did you think of, I mean, I know you're like, I braid, but braiding is a big activity to give away. This is not like, Hey, let me give away my kids extra shoes. Like that's an easy giveaway. How did you convince yourself (laughs) that you have the kind of time to be able to give this to people when you've got kids at home and you've got a job and you need time, like self-care, personal time. How did you Um, mentally approach this? (laughs) There was mentally, I was going crazy. Yeah. Um, I didn't sleep a lot of days. Yeah. Um, so I went to, I went to work eight to five, got off work and I literally went to go braid hair. Wow. And, you know, there was no sleep. There were some days I forgot to eat. And it was seven days a week that I was doing this to get it done. Um, Mentally, you know, I I remember texting my family. I'm like, I'm so tired. And they're just saying, keep going. You're doing good. Just keep going. Keep going. So I, I, you know, I kept going. And plus I have a metal hip. So standing up hurts. Wow. Yeah. But it, it got done. It was. Wow. The joy of seeing these kids' faces was everything. Yeah, I I can imagine how, I mean, I guess there's a lot of people out there that probably think, I'd love to do something for the world, but I don't really know what to do. Like, do you have thoughts like that? I mean, I'm sure you were there at that point. I've been there at that point. Like, what do I have to give? But then it's like you wake up one day and you're like, oh, wait, I have a lot to give. Like, um, what do you say for people who are struggling in that place? Like. I don't know where to start or I don't know what to do. The smallest things help. Mm. Smallest. You would think that doing a kid's hair, oh, that's not really nothing. It means a lot. Yeah. Feeding someone for a day. That Mm. that means a lot. There's things you can do that, you know, it don't cost. It doesn't cost. Or, you know, just being that extra help of hand. Mm -hmm. Just anything. You never know, you know. I'm, I'm not the best braider, um, but these kids, they love it. 
They love right. the hairstyles. And it's easy to overcomplicate things and feel like you have to be perfect at something in order to give it as a gift. But the reality is kids that need their hair done, they're not yeah. overanalyzing. Like you're not the best braider on the block. You know, <laughs> they are just so excited to have their hair done and ready for school. I think that's beautiful. That's awesome. And so did your kids go without their hair done for a while? (laughs) Yes. So, (laughs) okay. So, and that was, that was so funny because I didn't get the chance to do my daughter's hair. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she went the whole week of school with, you know, just, she normally gets her hair braided. Her hair didn't even get braided until that Sunday, a week after. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. My, I'm doing all these kids <laughs> here and my kids hair is not done. But um, she, you know, I think she had a ponytail. I think we did ponytails or just something. It was yeah. cute. Um, You're like, baby, mommy is giving to the world. So take one for the team. <laughs> it's yes. a sacrifice. But you know what? Like our kids watch us do things that impact others. And I think, you know, she will never trade this memory for having her hair braided for that first week. She will always know what her mom gave up with three jobs and how she sacrificed for these other kids like her, you know, to have their hair done. And that will change her and shape her, even her future. I'm sure when she's an adult, she'll be looking back, telling these stories, you know, so I think it's a beautiful gift. You know, sometimes we think of our kids and like, oh man, you know, they're like, sometimes I'm like, I'm so busy. I don't get a chance with my kids. And then I'm like, wait, they get these memories that they wouldn't get if in these life lessons that they wouldn't get if I wasn't their mom and I wasn't doing what I do and what I'm passionate about. So I love that. Have you seen how this has affected your kids? Have they talked to you about it? How they're processing it? Yes. So before um, I started doing this my kids just always say you work too much you work too much and now you know um I'm able to do this full-time and I'm able to be a full-time braider so I'm able to be home and they love it um especially the first time they see me um on tv they see me on inside edition Uh and it wasn't even on TV. It was on YouTube. And they're like, mom, you're on YouTube. And I'm like, I'm actually on TV. But they were so proud. And my daughter, you know, she has autism. She yelled out. We were in the car driving. And she was like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm just like, that was just, at that moment, so many tears. I could not stop the tears. Like, to hear, mom, I'm so proud of you from a nine-year-old because they think that you're supposed to be superwoman. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, you know, just being able to hear that was, it was everything that I needed. Yeah. So you start this really just kind of a gift to the world and it get, it starts growing and you get 35 people and now you're a full-fledged nonprofit. You are working full-time. Talk to us a little bit about the process of getting from just a Facebook post all the way to now you work full time. And what was that experience like for you, that journey? Um, that journey, it's, it's, it's been nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we always have, um, I get a lot of inboxes from uh, on Facebook of people in need uh, or school. So it's been, it's been busy. Sure. Um, I thought, you know, it'll be, a little easier. 
Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, still- it's been, it's been, you know, <laughs> yeah. going, I'm like, God, slow it down. Like, right. I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I tell people that all the time, like it, it really moved in fast pace, like from, it literally got birthed overnight and became such a big thing yeah. overnight. Yeah. Um, Were but, you like, from the time you did those 35 kids in that first two weeks, how much time passed before you decided, no, we need to set up a 501c3 status and we need to become a nonprofit? Well, when I did the uh, 35 kids, it was just, it wasn't, I didn't have a nonprofit then. Right. Um, it wasn't, I didn't have a team of braiders or anything like that. It wasn't until it hit Inside Edition, maybe two weeks later, mm-hmm. everybody was saying, you need, you need a GoFundMe, you need this, you need that. So they did, um, they had me make a GoFundMe and it raised so much money. I'm like, hold on, wait we can do more with this. So Mm. I ended up, Hey, we're going to do something once a month. Mm. Um, and that right there created the nonprofit. Um, after that, I got 16 braiders. Oh, wow. That's yeah. And I'm still getting more and more braiders that want to come and help. Wow. um, That I'm just like, Oh, wow. So these are volunteers that just, these are all volunteers. Wow. And they do it for free. I have one volunteer and I love her so dearly. Her name is Amanda. Uh-huh. She comes all the way from Jackson, Tennessee. Wow. To Nashville, Tennessee wow. for these kids. Wow. That's incredible. That is mm-hmm. so incredible. And I'm, I'm guessing that during these four to six hour braiding sessions, you have some really incredible conversations. Uh, yes awesome opportunities to mentor and hear kids stories. What is that like? That's the amazing part. And that's the part that's so worth it because you never, you never thought that you never would think that, you know, doing someone's hair is a ministry, right? People let out all their problems, everything that they're going through, um, just everything. And you hear the good, the bad, the ugly, the sad, Mm. you hear the accomplishments, you hear everything. Yeah. Especially from the kids, these kids pour out their hearts, mm-hmm. especially the little ones. They tell everything. And it's like, oh, wow. So what can I do to help? How can I help this situation? You yeah. know, and that inspired, I feel like that is, I know that inspires me to give more and do more. So I know that inspire, inspires the other braiders because, you know, we, we keep coming up with all these ideas and that's why all these things that we're serving now is from hearing these kids talk. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you mentioned, okay, so you do mentoring. You talk to me about the other aspects other than braiding. So we have mentoring. Um, we're, of course, we're going to start traveling braiding. Yes. Um, we are having a clothes drive, a coat yeah. drive, a toy drive. Yeah. Um, we are going into trying to do the um, glam day at the homeless shelter. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I can't wait. I didn't even realize you were in Nashville. I used to live in Nashville. I lived in Bellevue for about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of familiar with that area a little bit. That's cool though. That's really, really cool. And so let's tell everybody 
a little bit about one of the most exciting things. Um, no, it's not most exciting, but it's really fun. One of the things about recently, you were on the Ellen Show. How was yes. that? Did you get a call? And were you, I, I mean, I saw your face on the show. You were like, so shocked. What was that like? So I got a call and she asked me, you know, um, if I wanted to, she was like, I know you said you always wanted to come to the Ellen show. Um, unfortunately we can't get you on the Ellen show, but we can, um, invite you to come out. So, you know, I came out to watch the show, brought one of the braiders and I'm just like, sitting there listening, laughing, having fun, enjoying myself. And the next thing you know, Ellen looks over and is like, Hey, Maggie, you want to know something? We have an amazing woman from here from Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm like, hold on, wait. Are they talking about me? (laughs) If you see my face, like they didn't catch my eyes on camera. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I started hitting my friend like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she was like, "Um, Brittany Starks, where are you? And I'm just like. I was nervous you were gonna trip. I you just look so shocked. I was like, I'm yeah. so glad they have someone there to like help her because there's like all these steps, and I'm like, that would be the worst if she face planted. <laughs> like it was your nerves and everything. I can't even imagine. And then Megan Markle's right there too. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what's, that's the same thing my physical therapist said because you know I do have my leg uh, situation with my leg. Yeah, and my physical therapist was like, please don't fall please don't fall. <laughs> so, um, I'm glad that they had someone there helping me. Cause I'm like, that's all I could think about at that time. I'm looking down, like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. I finally yeah. make it there. And I'm like, Ellen! that is crazy. That is crazy. Well, I think you totally deserve it. And it was so fun to watch yeah. and just the gifts that they were able to give you and everything. Yeah. And, I just, I'm excited for the work that you're doing and the work you continue to do. You mentioned, you said a word that I love. You said you something about you, you never know really what can be a ministry. So I'm guessing, are you a Christian? Yes, I am. <laughs> that is awesome. My husband and I were pastors and we just shifted over and we are now uh, doing, we started a nonprofit in Nigeria. And so we are trying to provide jobs for people in poverty. My husband's Nigerian. So we, when you say ministry, I'm like, Oh, a lot of people don't use that word. She must be, she must be uh, (laughs) working for the kingdom too. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now talk to me, Brittany, about what it's like to be the leader of an organization and a woman and woman of color. And like, how is your experience, like just your unique experience of being a leader in the nonprofit world? Well, you always have to make sure you're perfect. Um, well, not right. even perfect because nobody's perfect, but it's like, it's like the spotlight is on me. It's like and I've never yeah. had a situation to where the spotlight is on me, but I'm yeah. like this role model for everybody. And I'm like, Ah, where does this come from? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Like I'm, I'm human, but um, that's 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 been the pressure. The the toughest part is Mm -hmm. making sure now because I have all these little eyes on me. Yeah, especially you know representing for being a woman of color. Yeah, I was in People's Magazine. What 
Well, yeah. who do you know is in People's Magazine for braiding hair? Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. you know, Ben, I've never had to be this leader, you mm. know, bossing people around. That's not me <laughs> telling people what to do. And I'm just like, it's it was hard. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, at the events, I'm actually in Braden, Braden with them. Also, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm mixed in. You can't tell that who's the founder. Who's yeah. over this? <laughs> just, yeah, working right alongside of them. That's yeah, awesome. And, I mean, it's it's been it's been challenging, but you know, I've been doing some research on leadership, and you know, just praying myself through it, trying to get yeah, yeah. find out and what to do. You know, I always think about like in leadership, how um, just some, I think even like people like subconsciously or what's the unconsciously there's, there's the word I'm looking for, put people on pedestals and it's a lot of pressure. And even if you're not like a person who like, I don't have nothing to hide. Right. But there's this pressure of being perfect. And that goes for many things. It's not just about making mistakes. It's just the pressure of like making sure your hair is right every time you're in front of a camera or, you know, Mm -hmm. all the pressures that you don't really think about on a day-to-day basis. And um, talk to me a little bit about how you take care of yourself. This podcast is a lot about people who do good in the world, but also about how we do good for ourselves. Like in the midst of giving, giving, giving so much, how do you take care of Brittany? How do you make sure Brittany's good and she's filled and she's overflowing and not pouring out of an empty tank? Well, that comes right there. And, you know, I share this with a lot of people. It's on my Facebook a lot. Um, I really, I have a, I'm big on my prayer life. Yeah. Really big. And I have moments to where it's just nobody's around and it's quiet. I have these moments every single day. And that's, that's how I take care of me in order to, you know, be able to do this because it, it becomes a lot. You right. have people that think you're a celebrity. Um, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm just, yeah. I'm still just Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you have people who want things. Oh yeah. But because I have this big heart. Sure. And what everybody keeps telling me is Brittany, everybody has a story. Right. And it's, I have this problem with saying no. Right. So, you know, I just, taking care of me is basically just, you know, that quiet time. Yeah. Spending that time, you know, spending that quiet time with God. That is one Mm -hmm. of my, that's, that's how I recharge. Yeah. That's how I you know, I'm able to do this. Yeah. I hear you. That solitude, solitude, just setting boundaries around that time and just being with the Lord and being quiet with yourself. Um, you mentioned saying no, that's so hard. I was thinking the other day, how much that's the spiritual discipline. It really is such a thing that we have to discipline within ourselves is like how to say no. Because for me, when I say no, I feel like evil and it's so hard for me or like selfish. And those are like synonymous to me, evil and selfish. I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to be either. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just say yes to too many things, but I was hearing someone the other day and they said, if you say yes to 
everything, then you say no to the most important things without even knowing it. And I, I was like, oh, that really hit home. Have you, how have you, have, have you learned, have you had, how have you had to learn to say no? Because you, I'm sure you have some of the, I mean, you, you probably have like cousin Susie asking for her hair done every single time. And you're like, yeah. actually, this is a gift <laughs> that's supposed to be used, uh, you know, when people really need it, not like, I'm not your personal hairstylist, you know, how, have you, what's been that process like to, to say no? It's been very hard. Yeah. Um, only because I have a, I have a big giving heart. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> so um, there's been some people that, you know, they like to abuse things. Um, not only that, they like to get services that they don't need. Sure. Right. And that's, that's hard, especially when you have so many people that need it. Mm-hmm. But how I learned to say no is realizing the people that needs it mm-hmm. and the people you're, you know, you're taking away from that. Right. So when you start taking away from that, that kind of, you know, it makes me, it kind of makes me mad because it's like, you're being selfish. Yeah. And, and someone um, who does need it. Yeah. yeah. So I had to, you know, put my foot down. I even had to get other people to say no for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel bad saying no. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really hard saying no, but you're asking for freebies, but you have $200 shoes on. Mm. That's a problem for me. Yeah. So what is your process? Like, is there, is there a process for determining need or like, do you go to certain areas or certain school districts that, you know, have predominant need? Um, how do you kind of filter out? Because that must be a hard thing, kind of who needs it and who doesn't, and who's just trying to get freebies. Right. So for the events, I don't discriminate. Um, it's between you and God, you know, if you need it or not. Right. Um, but for the services, when I don't have events, the schools actually pick out the kids who need it the most. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's they, a really good way. they yeah. pick out the kids and that's a, those are the ones who get, you know, we take them shopping. They, I have one girl and I, you know, her mom just passed away in May. Oh. She's living with her brother and his girlfriend and two kids. Mm-hmm. And that, that means a lot, you know, it's hard trying to have, trying to raise a teenager, especially when you have your own family. Right. Absolutely. So that extra person added. So, you know, we ended up taking her shopping. We bought all her feminine products, you know, things like that. People like that who needs our help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that. Like that's, mm-hmm. is, that is my favorite part, you know, and seeing her smile and, you know, we've been hanging out every, every single weekend. And now she just called me so excited because she got a job, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm so happy for you. She's only 15, but it's like, I'm so, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you were able to get a job that you're able to, you know, do things. And what makes it so worth it is, and I didn't ask for this at all. She offered to volunteer at my uh, events. Wow. She can't braid, 
but she said she'll do anything just to earn what she got. Wow. Wow. And that's like, like a double, like, I don't know what you want to call it, a double scoop of ice cream. Cause you've got the one scoop where you get to bless her and then where she turns around and gets it and starts to try to pay that forward. You're like, this is what it's all about. Like that all these kids would see that they, somebody loved them and somebody came in and supported them. And maybe one day they'll turn around and do something for someone else. And that's exactly what happened with you, right? It was the backpack. Wow. Do you ever call your friend that gave you the backpack and be like, it was really you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I write him, I wrote him on Facebook, you know, I, went over and you know I talked to him and his mom and I'm just like you just don't know what you did and I'm like I even tagged them in a the post I'm like you sparked all of this yeah all of it like yeah. look what just what your little act of kindness look what it did yeah yeah and he had so, probably no idea yeah no idea that you are changing the world like this wow and Wow. It just makes me think about all the little things. I think you said that at the beginning, like it just can be simple. It can be simple and something so simple can change that person's life and they can go on to change many more lives. And I think, I I mean, I feel like that's the moral of today, right? Like it's not big and it's not complicated. It's not, you don't even have to start a nonprofit. You can simply give whatever you have, whatever your skill set is. Somebody has a need, right? And that you're a product of that. I think we're all a product of that. And crazy enough that braiding hair gets you on these crazy shows on YouTube, like your daughter said, (laughs) you're famous. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I braiding hair has got me to meet the Duchess. Like who meets the Duchess? I never would have (laughs) thought. Which I'm telling you, I am a little jealous because I really, really love, I really love her and I love Ellen. They're both like so great, but um, I was just so happy for you. That's so cool. And um, I just appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. If there are others that like, I don't know, like, do you have an encouraging word for maybe somebody that was in maybe your situation before? And I don't know, or somebody that wants to do yes. something good in the world? The biggest thing is don't give up. If you knew my backstory and where I came from, mm. you have would have never known that I would have made it here this far. Wow. Do not give up. Not give and up. literally, I would say probably two weeks before all this happened, what I did was I, I basically told God I surrender. Like, take it all. Like, at mm-hmm. this point, because I was just in such a dark place. Mm. And now look, it literally happened overnight. Wow. So, so in all, how much hair have you braided? (laughs) Over 150 kids. Wow. Wow. Since August. Wow. And I just think about that's 150, 150 moms that have tears in their eyes because Mm -hmm. someone blessed their kiddo. That's 150 grandmas and grandpas and siblings and daddies who all saw this random act of love. And we have no idea how that will spark something else. That's beautiful. It's, it started the parents are wanting to get back now. Wow. A lot of the parents have asked to volunteer. 
Wow. That yeah. is so cool. That is so, so cool. Well, Brittany, thank you for sharing with us. You are so inspiring to me and I know our audience will be so inspired by you. If people want to find out more about the work that you do, do you have a website or somewhere where they can go and kind of learn more or give to what you guys do? So we are working on our website. It should be done this week. Um, But we are on Facebook, A Twist of Greatness. We are on Instagram and it's A Twist of Greatness also. Awesome. Be looking out for that website. It's going to be this week. I am working on it as we speak. I love it. It's not easy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Brittany. We appreciate you joining us and we are so excited for what you're doing and wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Start small. Do something practical. I think so often we get tied up in our own thoughts and we overanalyze and we think of how we can make the biggest difference, how we can touch the masses, how we can reach the world and go viral. When in reality, if we just slow down and look at the needs or just say, what do I have in my hands? What skill set, what strength, what passion do I have? And who can I give that to? And if you don't know who you can give it to, I mean, just ask someone, jump on Facebook, ask somebody if they need what you can give, because we all have something to give. So I hope you are as inspired as I was with Brittany and, um, and as Ellen was and as Megan Markle was. Um, I think we all can say uh, Brittany just really makes us all feel like we can make the world a better place. So um, thank you. Make sure you jump onto her Facebook and her Instagram and follow her. Give a donation to say thank you and continue keeping up the good work. Uh, if you are interested in getting in touch with me, um, you can actually, we've, we've switched over our um, email. I'm going to have you go directly through my nonprofit email now. It's called hello at theleaderteam.org. And for those of you who have been asking about our website and donations for The Leader Team, you can go to www.theleaderteam.org to learn more about our nonprofit that is working in Nigeria that you've been hearing a little bit about. And we would love to connect with you if you've got ideas or uh, have a story that you would like to share and you think it would be a good fit for this podcast. Definitely reach out. Let us know. Don't forget to share this episode, let people know, and help us make the world a better place.